This is Jesse, GM of the Dragon Fisters Actual Play Podcast, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. Good evening everybody. Uh, We are getting ready to start our first session, first official session of Rogue Trader. And we'll delve into whatever evil machinations that Neil has planned for us in this dark and gritty 41st millennial uh, game. Uh, but tonight's episode is uh, brought to you by Birds of a Feather Coffee Company. Uh, right now we're coming up on, on Christmas time if you're listening to this soonish. Um, so they've got three awesome coffee blends to choose from. They've got a hummingbird decaf, which if you like coffee and you're drinking decaf, I don't really understand it, but it's a thing, so you could, you could get that. Uh, there's also a morning lark blend, which is a, a lighter a uh, lighter coffee and and my preferred the night owl blend. It's a it's a darker, richer roast. You could stand a spoon up in it. Uh, I I prefer the f- French press. It gives you all that good coffee flavor. Or cold pours is just as uh, just as flavorful, I suppose. Um, so we we talk about the we we kind of joke around about it in the other game, the fear itself game. But uh, this is the only coffee that I drink. This I'm the guy that goes to someone else's house with my press and a little little uh, little container full of Bird's coffee. So uh, it's awesome. You should order it if you hear this before Christmas. You should order if you order it right now. If you're watching and you place an order right now, it'll be roasted on Friday and you'll get it next week. You can't get any fresher than that. It's fucking awesome, and I can say that because. You know, it's my show. I so, do time you order online, by the way, just so you know. This is Neil. I'm the roaster slash po- D- GM, whatever, whatever Rogue Trader calls <laughs> the GM. I think it's just GM still. It's not like the keeper for Call of Cthulhu. Ooh, I'm the keeper. Spooky. But, uh, yeah, I roast that. If you order online, I'm shipping it out like the day after I roast it. So you're drinking opposite coffee time, guys. If you're not drinking birds... You're not drinking coffee. Can use that more. All right. What's up, guys? Hey. We are uh, – I'm getting ready to, to kick off a dangerous game of Rogue Trader. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played or run this game, but I love it. It's a fun, uber, uber gritty, futuristic – I wouldn't call it post-apocalyptic, but let's say – I don't know – Humanity is on the decline, society-wise. So there's a lot of crazy technology that people don't really know how it works. They just know this is how you do shit to make it work. If I do these things, that fixes this thing, but they don't know why. Um, So, yeah, 41st millennia. uh, That's a long time in the future, guys. And everyone's evil to their own degree. So it's a fun game. I think it's probably good. I mean, I'm everybody else. So anyone you meet, that's me. Let's go through and have everyone introduce their characters. That would be awesome. I have, I believe in my 
Q from rightmost to leftmost, it would be John, Kevin, Bessie, and Jesse. So let's go in that order, mostly because John's the rogue trader. So I think it makes sense to start with the captain. So a little introduction to your character, who they are, what their motivations are. All right. So this is John. You guys are, are used to hearing me here. Uh, I never actually filled out the backstory like I was supposed to. So we're going we're gonna to develop this character sort of together. This is going to be sort of like a group thing. We're going we're gonna to see who this guy is as, as we kind of move along. Granted, he's probably an asshole because everybody is. Uh, his name is Venari Hollerman, and he's the rogue trader, and uh, he's going to He's going to, well, I was going to say he's going to rule with an iron thumb, but, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how the, how the thing works out. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll start there and we'll kind of see where we go. Okay. My name is Kevin. I'm playing Emmaus Kaur, who is the Voidmaster. Uh, he is a religious zealot and he's also shiplorn. So he's very religious and he's trying to get back to the ship that he, uh, unceremoniously was released from. So that's kind of the basis for, for the character that I'm playing. Bessie. Uh, yeah, sorry. I couldn't remember if you said Jesse or Bessie. All right, so I am Bessie. I'm playing Jarnan Margoon, missionary and lover, lover of anything that burns. Uh, he was basically raised on the streets by his older brother until his older brother was stupid and got burned to death. Um, and the person who burned him to death decided to take Jarnan under his wing and teach him in the ways of being a missionary. And that is where he is now, spreading the God Emperor's light to all of the dark places in the universe. I.e. a pain in my ass. I.e. the biggest pain in your ass. <laughs> Flaming pain in your ass, I guess. That, mm-hmm. All hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah. That's his nickname. Roids. Uh, <laughs> just call me Preparation H. Oh, and what's your uh, class, just for the audience? Me? I'm a missionary. Did you say, Kevin, what your class is? Uh, yeah, Voidmaster. There we go. Just, I'm reading also while I'm doing this. So. Yeah. All right, Jesse, kick it off. All right, I am playing Kayan Loma. Uh, well, I can't get my guy's own name in. Name right. Um, yeah, I'm playing Kane Lomlin. He's the arch militant on the ship. And he's a former Imperial Guardsman and freelance uh, for hire, basically almost semi bodyguardish. And he's attached to himself uh, for the time being and for a. Uh, a foreseeable pass to Venari. He's my man. All right, so you find yourself. Uh, you are on your ship. Do we have a ship? Do you have a ship name? The Heretic's yes. Bane. We got a ship name. I do remember that. But I like you guys to say things because it makes you own it. You're on the Heretic's Bane. You are currently docked at Port Wonder. So your Port Wonder is the last imperial uh, foothold in the Calixus sector. Um, the Calixus sector is a well-established imperial uh, sector of the galaxy. And essentially what happened is 
Um, the void is turbulent. So there are times where the void either becomes cloudy and unable to be traveled or turbulent and unable to be traveled. And then there are times when uh, the void opens up uh, maybe sectors or uh, paths of travel that have been closed for unknown eons of time. And so it just so happens um, within the last hundred years, uh, the void um, that uh, normally there was a void storm. So a super turbulent space of the void that stopped travel beyond the Calixa sector. That was kind of the edge of quote, the edge of the travelable galaxy at that point uh, opened up. And so it opened essentially a, gateway to an entire sector that had been closed off uh, for longer than anyone has been alive or anyone that they knew was alive. So uh, for probably millennia, this sector called the Coronas Expanse has been closed off. It's been completely unreachable. Your ships, if you tried to travel the void to get there, you would have just been literally like shredded apart. You, you could not navigate through it and you'd just be lost in the void. So that has opened up and, and there is basically a gold rush in the Coronas expanse where uh, a lot of uh, rogue trader families uh, decided uh, rogue traders and, and dynasties decided to move to the sector because, you know, it's kind of the, open spaces, you're not competing necessarily in the same crowded space that uh, you're normally operating in in the well-established Imperium. So uh, so you're in Port Wonder, which is uh, technically Imperial territory. So uh, you have uh, summoned essentially your uh, – the, the crew is, is together um, – but a uh, seneschal, uh, which is essentially kind of a merchant slash spy kind of type person, um, has uh, come to you. So you may have agents at a various number of ports, uh, but you you'd had an agent set up uh, a network of uh, of informants and and kind of info brokers uh, set up on Port Wonder to see kind of what. Uh, is available, what might be out there to, uh, to garner favor or fortune uh, for yourselves. And just to recap, um, I'm sure folks have listened, fingers crossed, to the previous things. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your Rogue Trader house, just to recap for folks? Uh, well, like I said, I didn't really do the backstory too much, but... We so our warrant was created during the age of apostasy, which is sort of like the uh, the middle era out of the five that we had to choose from. <clears throat> um, so it was an age of um, a lot of anarchy. There was an insane high lord uh, took absolute control over the senatorium imperialis and the ecclesiarchy. Uh, so there was all kinds of problems there. So, you know, some rogue traders, you know, when their warrants were issued then, uh, 
had those warrants called into question after uh, that guy was taken out. Um, they had to sort of bend the knee to the new, the uh, the new ruler, and and yeah. sort of you know, hey, good thing. It's not a, it. It could have been good, but the problem is there were like an equal number of quote heretic rogue traders from this insane person granted rogue traderships to people, and then there's the quote true true believer imperials who fought against it. So yes, it's not the most prestigious time to have had a warrant granted. So we, we sort of keep that on the down low a little bit. Um, our house is ascending. Uh, so we're, we're kind of moving up in the world here. Uh, we, our warrant was granted by a ministerium bequest. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, obviously a strong uh, ecclesiarchal uh, presence on the ship, uh, which would be Bessie's character as sort of a, a holdover through the ages um, and the sanction for the ship was uh, the fall of the Tillurian Combine, which was uh, the the Combine was uh, peopled and controlled by uh, a cult who worshipped a uh, a warp demon. Uh, so that's that's not really a cool thing. So uh, <laughs> as the backstory sort of comes out. Pretty much always bad news. This is pretty bad news. <laughs> so I, I, I think the way it's going to play out is, is um, uh, because of the the, um, the questionable nature during the era in which the warrant was created, uh, we, at the Ministerium's bequest, uh, went to fight against this, this combine and sort of prove our mettle and, and, and show that we were on the side of the Imperium um, but our, our contacts are, uh, are pirates, uh, because, you know, as, you know, as the ages go by and you kind of get established and, you know, things are happening, you, you have to make deals. I mean, it's all about making money and, you know, making sure that your position as rogue trader is secure. You want to make sure that your, your house is moving forward. So, uh, yeah, you know, the pirates, they, they serve a useful purpose. And uh, we, we count them among our, our friends, as it were. Okay, yeah. I think that's a good, that's a pretty good summary. I think that kind of sets the stage for, for where you guys are, where you guys came from. Um, and, and the dynasties are, are important. Um, there's nothing, well, maybe not nothing other than maybe, I guess, being a space marine or some of those things that are probably more valuable than a rogue trader's uh, writ of trade is, I mean... Essentially, it's unfettered freedom uh, for the most part. I'll say for the most part, uh, there is some restrictions. Uh, when you're in imperial systems, you, you probably shouldn't have, like, an Eldar hanging out with you. Then you're, you're murdered. Just consider yourself murdered. Uh, <laughs> that's not great. Uh, but everywhere else, outside of imperial rule, you can pretty much do anything. And even within imperial station you have some leniency that you can maybe bargain for. Um, so, uh, you have summoned a seneschal, and his name is Oros Klaxon, and he is, uh, you have uh, summoned him to, um, I'm gonna, sort of like the, the captain's kind of ready room um, to kind of apprise you of opportunities uh, that you may want to take part in. So he, he bows extremely 
gracefully. Welcome, Lord Hollerman. It is an honor to be graced by your presence in the flesh. I have never known such an honor. Indeed, it is your honor. And I give him just like a curt nod. He bows even lower. And I just I, I stand there and I wait. I have uh, an opportunity that I believe is quite befitting of the house and something that is not just worthy of great profits, but additional favor from factions of the Imperium who are interested in acquiring a certain artifact. An artifact? You speak heresy, don't you? And I... <laughs> I, I sir, I would never, I would never think to suggest that we trade in things inappropriate for the likes of an imperial. Humanity is the most sacred of societies, but we must protect humanity at all cost. And both the ecclesiarchy and the adeptus mechanicus are interested in this artifact. It seems that both of them, of course, within their own right, have the ability to judge an artifact worthy and necessary for them to possess. But both of them, in this case, are seeking someone to acquire said artifact for them. And whichever one may obtain the artifact, I'm sure would be most grateful. It is, of course, of Zenos origin, hence the ecclesiarchy wanting to maintain control over it and its secrets. But the Adeptus Mechanicus believes that it has the right because it is of some technological advantage for them to analyze. I don't know much of the specifics. I'm, of course, not a tech priest. But both parties seem extremely interested. And I will leave it up to you, which you would wish to engage uh, one or other, if not both. And I, I hold up my hand and I, I look over to, uh, to Kane and I give him like, you know, I point in my ears. I give him like the throat slash, like, I need you to scan this area to make sure we're not being listened to. And he just gives a little bit of a head nod, then uh, clicks his helmet down and hits the side of his uh, visor and starts scanning the area. Do you have like a, do you have a piece of equipment to scan for that on hand? I have a, uh, probably not, but I have a helmet. (laughs) Well, so so theoretically you can make a security check maybe or a tech potentially to like. Uh, I'd give, which one are you trained in? Neither probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. The tech priest is probably better for that. Uh, uh, untrained. NPC tech, tech priest? <laughs> uh, well, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be part of the inner circle, probably. I would say, unless you're running a real loose organization, your ready room being bugged would be... I mean, you could search the guy. You could search 
your Seneschal if you don't trust him. But the chances of there being some kind of surveillance on the ready room of your ship is near impossible. Let's say that. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, he welcomed us. So I, I was confused. Yeah, I forgot. We're on our own ship. Um, you summoned, he is literally like your agent. That yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like, hey, what's, hey, what's up in this port? Like, what can make us some, some big, what's a big play? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Recon, I don't do that. <laughs> Edit all this out. Um, <laughs> so, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, uh, indeed, the, the tech, pri- tech priests uh, are wanton in their, their lust for Xenos artifacts. Uh, the, the fact that the uh, ecclesiarchy would um, sanction their, their uh, desire for, for said artifact uh, piques my interest. Uh, what information do you have that that uh, could steer us in the right direction? Well, this is, if I may, Lord Captain, the most sensitive of issues, and I would leave it up to your best judgment. In this case, uh, the ecclesiarchy is, let's just say, unwilling to compromise. If the Adeptus Mechanicus obtains said artifact, they will have no access, and they also believe it to be near heresy for the Adeptus Mechanicus to even possess such an artifact for research, and the researching itself may put the Imperium itself at risk. However, the tech priests assure me that said artifact is critical for the Imperium to understand the enemies that we are dealing with and that their research simply, I don't, he bows um, to, oh, I'm missing. Yarnan. Yarnan. Please, no offense, sir, but simply destroying said artifact, they believe, uh, would be detrimental to our understanding of our enemy. I, of course, am not suggesting one way or the other which is the appropriate course of action. Uh, of course, the God Emperor, hail the God Emperor, is infinitely wise, and his arm the, of the Ecclesiarchy knows what is best, but at the same time, the Adeptus Mechanicus has provided the Imperium uh, countless advances in which to push back the demons and agents of chaos, which are constantly at our door. He just he crosses, folds his arm across his chest, and kind of looks askance over to uh, to Jarnan, see if he has anything to say. Uh, as of right now, it's hard to say which would be the most benefit to the God Emperor. So, I would say I would caution against making any snap decisions right now. And he kind of like fingers the flamethrower on his hip. So I would, I would walk this path carefully. And I wouldn't want to be found to be a heretic. And, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. That is my advice to you at the moment. He, he kind of raises an eyebrow when he fingers the, uh, the flamethrower. He says, he well, of, of course, we all support the Emperor and his wise judgment. As I knew you would. But I'm and not exactly he, sure he, he does. 
he's he's but a tool, a servant, uh, working for me for the God Emperor. Well, aren't we all servants of the God Emperor? Indeed. And he kind of does like that slow turn with his head, kind of looks at the Seneschal like, hmm? <laughs> Sir, I, I, I have been on the station for quite some time, including uh, most of the time uh, in which so many of your enemies and competitors have arrived. If you are concerned about which party to deal with, perhaps you could either talk to both. They, nothing is stopping you from, from discussing terms with either. However, I would say, uh, in my opinion, perhaps the Adeptus Mechanicus are more motivated to obtain the artifact because it is unlikely for them to be able... They, they often are find it difficult to secure uh, items of such Xenos tech. However, the, the Ministorum is more interested in containing the technology versus exploiting it. However, I, you may have more luck with the Adeptus Ministorum uh, helping you to obtain said item because they are very motivated to stop it from getting into anyone else's hands. I think, I think Emmaus would then look over at the captain and just say, sir, I think it would be a matter of if we're looking to make more profit out of this or gain maybe some absolution, if we're going to find something that we feel is heretical, we have to weigh up whether the bounty we make from it outweighs any kind of impact it will have on our souls. So I think maybe that would be a good bargaining a good bargaining position to go if we go talk to either side. Uh, the Seneschal uh, regards you. Your priest is wise uh, beyond imagine. He, I believe he has spoken very succinctly as to the situation that you are in. Indeed. That, that is why these are my trusted advisors. Kane, do you have uh, judgment on the issue? Gold's worth heavier than my soul. <laughs> and he just looks over at uh, at uh, Jarnan. And Jarnan is just glaring at Kane, just unabashed, but says nothing. I kind of give you the little raised eyebrows and a kiss. <laughs> I I look back over to to Kane and I kind of give him the you know finger off the eyebrow. <laughs> I'm like, uh, do you? Uh, I turn back to uh, to Oros, and I'm like, do you have a specific contact person for uh, each group that we should speak to, or uh, uh, specific information that will help us in our negotiations with either group? Oh, of course, my of course, Lord Captain. I have contacts in both organizations, easily able to procure resources uh, and favor uh, representative of the power that, that you would deem worthy. These are not s- s- merely cogs in the machine, but those who direct the work. I can easily set up a meeting uh, with either of the organizations for you if you would uh, simply direct me which you would like me to organize. 
Uh, I think we will speak with both as, as both sides should be equally represented so we can make very sound and clear judgments. Uh, to your knowledge, is anyone else aware of this said artifact or is this uh, exclusive information that you're providing? Ah, oh, very astute question. I was hesitant to bring this up, but I believe the artifact is indeed in the hands of another organization, a rogue trader organization, whom I believe may be currently dwelling in footfall. That is the latest information that I am aware of. There are likely a number of agents aware of this opportunity. Uh, I would like to say I was able to secure it uh, entirely on my own without anyone else being aware. However, let's just say the Adeptus Ministerum has not been quiet in their solicitation of bids to acquire this artifact. It is likely some amount of resistance you would perhaps run into, if nothing else, from the house who currently uh, possesses the artifact. They indeed discovered it upon an exploration mission into the Cronus expanse of a dead planet. Uh, that is where they found the artifact. So they are now currently trying to find a higher bidder. Clearly the Imperium is wealthy, but there's only so much they can do uh, as far as resources and wealth, whereas some of the perhaps richer road traders, or even, dare I say, I would not like to speculate, but merchant houses may have the willingness and ability to put into motion resources that even the Imperium is unwilling to uh, set aside for a Zenos artifact. Hmm. And there have been no other overtures. What What's the name of this house? Who 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 is this uh, usurper? The, at least as far as my current information goes, it is a, a rogue trader house uh, whose current Lord Captain's name is Raven Harstad. Does this ring a bell for me? For anyone uh, in the in, crew? Do uh, you have? There's like a knowledge rogue trader. Uh, there's several knowledge. Common Lord Imperium. Uh, Common Lord Imperium, do it. Is that sort of like? Um, uh, I'd have to look it up because it would be like you know structure and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd say Common Lore Imperium could suffice. Why not? So can, can we all roll, or is it just John? Uh, if you're be, like, right? trained in it, if you're trained uh, in it, then you can you can give it a whirl. Okay. Uh, I got a twenty-one out of forty. Yikes! Okay, that's pretty good. I'm guessing no one else wants to try to beat that. Why? Well, I, I have basic, so that's minus ten to the roll, right? Uh, uh, on common, on more knowledge, I don't think it's a minus 10, is it? If it's, 
for uh, for basic, I'm not sure. So if if it's advanced, you can't even make the roll. I think yeah, and, you can't make a roll if it's advanced. I think basic is just a straight. I think roll. it's half your skill. Yeah, I uh, thought it was half. Too. Yeah, basics basics half, and then trained is just your skill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, I think John made it though, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, so their rotor house is uh, an older house, um, very, very old, uh, dating back to the the rise of the the god emperor himself. However, they have uh, you know kind of atrophied as a house, um, and. You would assume at this point, um, even uh, dealing in a Xenos artifact on a even in an open black market would be dangerous at best. Uh, So they're clearly maybe not desperate, but certainly willing to do what it takes. Um, in order to garner more attention or potential resources, particularly as uh, they've moved, as, as many of the older houses looking for kind of more return on investment have gone to the Cronus Expanse. Um, you would assume th- this isn't, uh, you know, kind of a risk or reward thing. This is like, hey, we have this thing and we're going to exploit it to our maximum because we are doing anything we can to kind of get to our former glory. Sure. All right. So I, I kind of like, you know, hand on the chin and he says the name and I say, you know, they, they are a, a decrepit house that lacks honor. They are nothing. So I, I look over to Seneschal and I say, are you looking for us to bargain for this or to go and take it? I would not be so presumptuous to tell you how to go about securing the artifact. I would say whatever is in the Lord Captain's wishes. I certainly, let me be frank, if I may. He looks at the, the Lord Captain. Proceed. Bargaining for said artifact may be acceptable if you wish to research and exploit it yourselves. That may be of significant value if the artifact is as valuable as the house Harstat claims. Uh, however, bargaining for it in order to uh, simply return it to the uh, Adeptus Ministerum or Adeptus Mechanicus would probably be a zero-sum game. Uh, they would deal with them themselves in that case, and the price you would have to pay would likely be even greater than what the Imperium would be willing to pay I believe if you would like to return a profit, you will need to take this by force or by illicit means. This will be the final nail in the decrepit house. The artifact will be ours. Uh, Set up a meeting. We will discuss terms and details and, uh, we will, we will have the artifact one way or the other. As you wish, Lord Captain. Would you prefer to speak to either of the parties before the other? Uh, 
set up a, a meeting with the Adeptus Mechanicus first. As you wish, Lord Captain. I will do as you wish in the most expedient fashion. Uh, I, uh, I beckon him over. I, 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 I give him a, you know, a, a sack full of, of thrones for his good work, pat him on the back and send him out the door. Ah, oh, Lord Captain, I am most appreciative. It is unnecessary for you to reward me uh, it, with such graciousness, but I will thank you uh, infinitely uh, for your uh, generosity toward a simple, humble servant doing what he can for the house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just remember where your money comes from and remember how long my reach is. <laughs> a seneschal never forgets where his money comes from. And then I, I give him like a full bow. <laughs> He's, he bows even lower. Uh, and then uh, exits the room. Uh, do you want to do anything in between setting up the, between your meetings? If you want to have any discussion or if you want to talk about anything. Well, yeah, I, I turn back to the group and I, I, you know, I just say we have an interesting proposition before us. Um, two uh, rival Im imperial organizations vying for uh, ancient and uh, potentially heretical information. Of course, in the emperor's good grace and, and by his wisdom and foresight, uh, we will come to the proper conclusion. But in the interim, uh, we must uh, investigate all avenues to determine the best course of action. What say you? So I think everybody would probably look at Jarnan first to see what his first reaction would be, because I think he would be the kind of the tell on what he feels for the rest of us, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm probably staring at him. <laughs> I have a little side eye and a raised eyebrow to him. Yeah, Jarnan's just staring right back at you. Uh, and he says the, the ministerum would be the most obvious choice to hand it over to, to work with. Uh, however, the Mechanicus, the Adeptus Mechanicus does have its finer points. And I think really what we need to weigh is what will be to the best benefit of the God Emperor. And if this is such a powerful artifact, the Adeptus Mechanicus would be able to know what to do with it, whereas the Adeptus Ministorum would simply store it away somewhere so that no one else could use it. So, and he kind of looks around to make sure there's nobody else in the room. Uh, I side with going with the Adeptus Mechanicus. They seem to be the most logical conclusion to get the most benefit for the God Emperor in this situation. Well, I think if we're going to risk putting a stain on our souls and be thought it was her heretical, I think we should get more out of the Mechanicus than just what would be on offer, just to assuage our guilty conscience, maybe. If they really want it that bad, then we're in a better bargaining position against them. I would agree on that. Uh, this would tarnish our souls, but a slight tarnish to my soul that can be burned away later 
would be worth it to help out the God Emperor in such a magnificent way. So, so Venari kind of raises his eyebrow a little bit and a big grin spreads, it spreads across his face and he looks over at Kane and he just winks and he says, you are most wise, oh brother. We will uh, await details of the meeting and uh, we will meet with the Adeptus and, and see what they have to offer. That sounds wise and have no fear. I will certainly assist you in burning away the darkness that is on your souls after this as well. Indeed. And also Kane will kind of just shoot Venari a quick little look at that point with a, almost like a, not necessarily a head shake, but a, I'm not too sure about that kind of look. <laughs> he, he gives an imperceptible, like no shake, like, it's don't worry about it for right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he walks out of the room. All right. Um, unless there's anything else, we you will cut to uh, a large um, sort of docking bay section of uh, Port Wonder is uh, segmented off for the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, there are a number of, it looks quite industrial, uh, but not necessarily even in the way you are used to, um, a significant, significantly more technology at play, uh, drones of sort, uh, or, uh, servo skulls and stuff. Yes. Uh, the servo skulls kind of going around, there are servitors with, Implants and things that you perhaps would not have seen normally, uh, tools, uh, equipment that they are able to. Um, uh, essentially, they're they're both uh, performing some sort of research as well as repairs on a, a multitude of equipment uh, in the bays. Uh, you're led to a rather utilitarian office. Um, uh, behind a desk, uh, a rather elaborate desk, um, with a number of um, what looks to be, you know, blueprints, schematics, is a man, quote unquote, um, who's, you know, the, the bald, the lower half of his skull is essentially metal plating and grating and tubes and, um, what looks to be very advanced uh, implants and uh, all of the, the, the normal accoutrement of a uh, tech priest. Um, he, as you come in, uh, he's very, like, unnaturally still, uh, like, no micro movements at all. Uh, welcome, rogue trader. I assume you are Venari Hollerman, as was designated by my appointment. Indeed, I am. And this is my retinue that travels with me. These, these are my counselors. It is an honor. My name is Explorator Talontrax. I have to speak with you about a most important matter. Something has been discovered that is of 
great importance of the adeptus mechanicus, something that would help us both understand our enemies better as well as increase potentially our capabilities to travel the warp. It is of great importance to the Adeptus Mechanicus, and it is in the hands of another rogue trader house. I'm sure you are been made aware. It is not as much of a secret as it potentially should be. I would like to obtain said artifact. I am willing to pay. I am willing to provide resources upon its delivery in which you will gain an advantage in this region. I hope we can make a deal. What, so, so do you know exactly what the artifact is, what this entails, and what are you actually willing to provide? I can only speculate to the object's origin. I am fairly certain based on the information provided to me that it is of Tau origin. I believe that it potentially holds some secrets to the Tau's warp capabilities. That is all I am willing to share with you currently in order to, let's say, satiate your desires for wealth. It is, of crease, it is, of course, of great value to the Adeptus Mechanicus to understand how our enemies are able to travel the warp without the guiding light of the God Emperor at the center of the Imperium. They are able to travel in a different manner. They are able to thwart our efforts at every possible avenue. I would like to know how I would like to know if we can somehow utilize and or stop them from doing so. Either way, I believe it is of great value. I'm sure you know there are other parties interested in obtaining this technology, and I want you to know that they will not use this technology to the benefit of the Imperium. They will simply suppress it, and I want to know what it does. I need to know how it works. Of course, the uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus is a, is a bulwark against the the Xeno scum that surrounds the the Imperium that we are continually uh, at battle against. Your your works are are uh, most appreciated by everyone in the Imperium. Clearly, everyone benefits from the Adeptus Mechanicus, and if you wonder, yes, he notes he has like an arm that's uh, entirely. Uh, robotic. I lost this to a Zeno scum. I am an explorer, although I do not go into the field. I have been in your position, and I know how dangerous it can be. It is good to have a friend who help out when needed, and it is good to have someone willing to shift the odds in your favor when necessary. The Adeptus Mechanicus can provide such, and as a man of the field, I can assure you I know what you may need in these situations, though they are quite unpredictable. I am only hoping that that is enough to convince you that we are deserving and worthy to understand this technology. 
I, I appreciate your your concern and your overtures of of cooperation. Uh, uh, specifically, we need more information as far as what exactly that you can provide for this expedition. As you yourself noted, it could be very uh, dangerous indeed. Of course. Unfortunately, as we do not have a prior relationship, it is standard protocol to have you prove that you are of value to the Adeptus Mechanicus. I cannot provide you resources other than potentially information, but I will let you know that upon receipt of the artifact, I can make sure that your wealth increases greatly and that you will have access to technologies that, let us just say, even some of the Imperial Navy do not have access to, mostly because the Administorum would not allow such questionable materials to be supplied to routine patrols or naval fleets. However, on the edges, on the fringe, perhaps you may be able to make use of some of these technologies that so long as you do not make them abundantly obvious at Port Wonder in the Cronus Expanse could be quite beneficial and at the same time quite unique. So I think Amaeus is going to look over to Venari kind of seeing if he can ask a question without kind of breaking protocol. So he kind of looks over to and says, yes, this all sounds well and good, but what are you going to give us and how is completing this for you? How does this enhance the glory of the God Emperor? And not too good with the fellowship, so he's obviously looking at the tech priest kind of sideways and doesn't want to really say anything else to offend anybody or offend him or offend our position, but you can tell he's not very comfortable right now. So what are you going to give us over and above just kind of material and how is this going to, how is this going to, like I said, how enhance the glory of the God Emperor? Well, let us, the Adeptus Mechanicus worry about how this serves the God Emperor. We serve a higher order, the most pure of desires and knowledge, but at the same time, it advances humanity. If you're wondering what it provides you specifically, it provides you with wealth. Um, let's say, theoretically, out of game terms, it would be like a, like a handful of profit factor, which is like an absurd amount of money. But, like, abstractly it'd be like two or three profit factor right. which is you know enough to secure like thousands of troops if you know, when it boils down on an average um our coffers are well stocked but i would offer you an additional incentive that being in our favor provides access to resources that you would not be able to obtain otherwise things that the Adeptus Ministerium would never allow to be released into the hands 
of another party outside of their own crusade vessels. And even then, they would not trust them with such power that flies in the face of potentially the god emperor himself. I cannot promise you access to technologies beyond perhaps more advanced equipment that you would know of, but let's just say there are opportunities for us to test certain technologies and there's no better way to test it than in the field, particularly of a rogue trader vessel, one that is less scrutinized, even in Imperial ports. So, Venari, one of them arms. Hmm? What was that, Jesse? He just kind of came on nod at the guy, and he's like, "Can you get me one of them arms?" Ah, you wish to replace your simple organic limb with a cybernetic implant of course that would be of no concern to the adeptus mechanicus that is almost child's play if you would for a tech priest but if you'd like greater quality and he kind of shows his off it's it is quite weak um let us just say that it is much simpler for us to obtain highly advanced technology than it would be those. And he kind of looks at the priest kind of like a, I'm not trying to be completely an asshole, but <laughs> buttites at the ministorum. And even look over and give a little grin and be like a little nod to the, uh, to the mechanics. <laughs> Venari sort of, you know, kind of inclines his head towards, uh, towards Ennis. And he, and he says that, uh, you know, information is, is the, the, uh, our stock and trade. It, it's, uh, sometimes even more beneficial than, than thrones themselves, friendships and, and relationships and, and foundations that we can build on provide all the wealth. Uh, he looks over at, uh, and thrones, and, and thrones. And he looks over at Jarn, and, and then he looks back at the uh, at the tech priest, and he says, "There are some among us that question the mechanicus, and there um, we try to keep an open mind ourselves, as uh, you know, uh, your your work is is most appreciated. Um, sometimes the the ministerium doesn't see eye to eye." And he looks back at, at Jarnus again, and he says, um, "But we are we are willing to uh, investigate the the possibility and make sure that uh, that such a um, soulless rogue trader house uh, should not be in possession of such an article. Uh, for that reason alone, we should uh, go and investigate and try to bring back the 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 artifact to the Imperium." I will not argue with your logic. I agree that it is best served that one of the more virtuous of the branches of the Imperium gain access to this technology versus some Cretan on the open market. I will let you know, of course, there is a rather well-known rift between 
the Adeptus Mechanicus, and the Adeptus Ministorum when regarding Xenos technology and, as deemed by them, heretical technology. However, I will let you know, I don't believe that their mission is in vain, nor is it undeserving of its own accord. However, let's just say I will leave the flailing of insubordinate populations and conversion of heretics to the Adeptus Ministorum. And I would simply ask that you are inclined to provide the Adeptus Mechanicus with technologies that only we are suited to both exploit and take advantage for the Imperium uh, and the glory of the God Emperor. To potentially assuage my esteemed colleague, would it be possible that the Ecclesiarchy would be able to also study the artifact or at least have access to the artifact? That unfortunately would not be possible. The Ecclesiarchy would, if gain if they gain access at all physically they would destroy it immediately before letting the adeptus mechanicus research its origin and function if they are given the knowledge of it they would simply hide it away i don't believe they would benefit from the information as well they would then be able to use that information against the adeptus mechanicus and us utilizing the technology to advance humanity and our knowledge of the universe. I would caution against it. I, of course, cannot restrict you from providing the technology to them once you acquire it. However, I don't believe cooperation is possible. Duly noted. We will take all of your uh, most generous knowledge, uh, and and um, and and uh, we will come up with a course of action, and we will uh, we will acquire the artifact. I am delighted to hear that you will acquire the artifact, and I will be more delighted if you are able to provide the Adeptus Mechanicus access to said item. Of course, in exchange for copious wealth and resources. If you have any additional questions, please do not hesitate to contact me, but I look forward to discussing this matter with you once you have procured the artifact. And, and he gives him a half bow and he says, for the glory of the emperor. He kind of just waves <laughs> on. <laughs> He turns and he and he, you know, surveys the uh, the group to see if they have anything else that they want to say before we scoot. No, I just shoot Venari that. Did you really just say that? Look, <laughs> shake my head a little bit and then turn. He smiles. Kane knows how the game is played. Mm -hmm. Still gets a little lump in his throat every single time he hears you say that, though. <laughs> Okay, nothing from the missionary then? No, he is uh, choosing to be stoically silent at the moment. 
I assume he'll have more to say when we go and talk to the ecclesiarchy. <laughs> it's more like he doesn't want to say anything in front of this guy. Fair enough. So we will take our leave. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com. So before we continue, Jesse, you are super staticky. Not so much robot-y, but staticky. So I don't know if you want to jump out and jump in, or you have a funky connection. Oh, no, I'm deaf. You can't hear me? Oh, what is happening? God damn it. Right, okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, it was cutting out and then it I'm back. I'm back. I'm I'm hardwired. I don't I don't know why we're having a, an issue. Well, I'm in a really far room from my router, so I'm hoping that's not gonna cause a problem. Is that a little bit better? Um keep talking. I can say my ABCs. Slower. K-M-L-B-Z-W-Y. Yeah, no, it's getting worse. You're still... Yeah. It doesn't even sound like you're saying alphabet. What alphabet are you saying? It's the broke alphabet that I didn't learn. Yeah, no, you're you're still kind of staticky. Yeah, let me let me jump and come back. Okay. All right. You want to just jump in without him? Or are we going to just chit chat? Kitty chit chat. Um. Yeah. I mean, he should be back in a second. Dead air is the worst, and I'm I have to wind up editing all this shit out. But eh, what are you gonna do? Editing. What a loser. <laughs> That's not true. Actually. So what I was doing. Well, that's what I was doing at 9.30 last night. <laughs> I mean, this is going to get edited out, but, uh, you know, if anyone listens to the Two Black Eyes podcast, I did a little bit of editing on one of those episodes. <laughs> some garbage chatter. To make there was work. lots of bribes offered, wasn't there, in the one episode? Uh, editing bribes from the past. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, like, listen. I just I roll it. <laughs> Well, I do it, what I do listen is pretty amusing when I'm editing. I find myself hilarious. But it's like a surprise because I'm like, I don't know what I said six months ago. But it sounds like me, so I'm assuming I said it sometimes. Oh, God. So stuffy. This is killing me. But I did it to myself. I purposely melted down. I stopped taking my antihistamine so that I would stop being almost sick. So I can get fully sick, and then it'll reset the system. You got you got to keep your system guessing. Yeah, well, I figure. I mean, honestly, like once your body like triggers all of its IgE release from the cells that do like allergy attacks, like it just like spews it all out, and then there's not enough left to like do a cascade effect. So if you let it cascade it's fine because then it's going to reset and then it won't be able to cascade again. So I can start taking the Zyrtec again before it even ramps up at all. I just, it was like on that verge for literally two months and I felt like shit. Hmm. So I let it go. Now I'm, I'm really sick for the last four days. (laughs) 
But you'll feel so much better later. <laughs> That's right. In two weeks, I'll feel great. And then in a week after that, you'll get sick again. Yeah, probably. Hey, you sound normal. Yay. All right, there we go. So we'll pick it up from here. Yeah. Do I have to, like, I'm going to be a regular. Make you edit this now. <laughs> Dead air. No. After that wonderful break. I, sorry, I forgot I have a Word document so that I can make a note of character names because I'm going to run into that problem of eventually not meaning, I'm not going to remember it. Okay. <laughs>